to Don't Be All Like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and the pandemic may be over, but the craziness is just beginning. And that's for me, because I revealed to you guys mid-pandemic that I was trying to release the dopamine I get when I wear new clothes. I'm trying to, like, recycle that dopamine. So I, do you guys we remember? Keep tags on. Yeah, okay, yes. Julia remembers. <laughs> it was insane. It was an insane thing to do. I kept my tags on my clothes. I just tucked them in and then I got to wear them multiple times for the first time. Well, here we are four okay. years later and I'm doing something else unhinged and I feel like I need to come to confessional with you guys. Uh-huh. All right. Alex is scared. It's actually crazier than the first thing. The first thing's crazy because you're giving your intelligence no credit. Julia, you're going to love this one then. Okay. Is it also you just like tricking yourself this next thing? Yes. Wow. Okay. My husband's at work and I work from home. I try to get a lot of things done, you know, in that downtime you have work. And how I've tricked myself into doing that, please let me get through this whole sentence. I like to pretend that I am a put-upon, stay-at-home Mormon wife who has six children, and the toddler has finally gone down for a nap, and this is my one time to get something done. So I, like, make dinner, I clean, I do laundry. The problem with this cosplay, Alex is looking at me like he never wants to talk to me again. I'm trying to see if there's, like, if you've made a crib in the back of the room. By the way, am I childless? Yes. Am I Mormon? No. <laughs> the problem with this fantasy is that problem. Okay. I forget it's not true. So when Pat comes home from work, sometimes I'm angry at him for leaving me at home with you the non-children. fake life you have? I just wish I had opportunities to have a career and a life outside of my family, Alex. And yet- Right. And you have to hire a sitter, I'm sure, when you and Pat go out. Oh, we can't, we can't afford that, Alex. We have six kids. We oh, don't so and one out. income. We're not. No. So sometimes I have to remember. And then Pat, who I've admitted this to, says, are you mad at me for the fake Mormon thing? And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I got to rein it in. The knock on oh, your door <laughs> is going to be the wellness check. It's coming in five minutes. I have no regrets. And there. Now you all know. <laughs> Tune in in the next four years when you hear my next crazy oh, thing I'm is, thinking. Okay. I'm trying to make it sound less crazy. Is this like you getting in fake fights with like your in-laws in the mirror or something? Oh, yeah. Like a shower argument. It's like yeah. that. Job. This sounds crazier than that. All right. We got to get moving. I am also joined by my amazing co-host, Mr. Alex Ferrand. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> Guess who this is? I'll carry your purse and carry your friend Merce. Oh, Sutton. <laughs> Sutton's assistant. Oh. Avi. Awfully. We are also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Miss Julia Baker. I smell dead people. Oh, Erica. <laughs> Look at you guys both Beverly Hills. Yeah. Normal taglines. Yeah, very normal taglines. Julia. Do we want to start with Beverly Hills? Oh, yes. yeah. The specter of death hangs heavy over this episode. Yeah, jeez. Um, so does Anna Marie. Anna Marie is just awful. She is, I, I dare I say it, one of the worst housewives Beverly Hills has wow. had. 
Mm-hmm. It's funny seeing the flashbacks to Crystal in her first season and how she's kind of trying to do the same thing Crystal did. Oh, that you is know? funny. How Crystal's whole, that interaction with Crystal and Sutton they show is Crystal being like, you're crazy. And Sutton being like, you've only met me like a few times. It's the same exact exchange that happens with Anne-Marie and Crystal this episode. But Crystal did it better. I I really find it funny that the women are now turning to Anne-Marie to be like, what's wrong with Crystal? And Anne-Marie's sitting there like, oh. Oh, Well, because she actually doesn't know. No. I totally know how this conversation at this mutual friend Christmas party went. Anna-Marie says, I'm an anesthesiology. Crystal assumes she's a doctor, an anesthesiologist, says, oh, it'll be so wonderful to have such a highly educated, intelligent woman in this group. Anna-Marie doesn't correct Crystal. And then she's like, oh, the women in our group are so silly. You're going to love it. And that is how we got to this point. Juliet, wow, that, that is- that wraps up everything. That was a great assessment versus mine. Anna-Marie watched Crystal's first season and is forgetting- what was said on TV versus what was said to her in real life. Mm. I'm liking Erica this episode. Is that wild? Well, actually, hang on. I was liking Erica until she wants a round of applause for not having to just donate those earrings out of the goodness of her heart. Elizabeth, you can expect change from people, but you can't expect totally new people from a person. And I found (laughs) I was a little bit worried about Erica. We didn't even know who she was. She clearly values her friendship with the ladies, listens to everything Sutton says, and remembers. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this empathetic woman? And then we get that. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, phew. No, but I still like her. I'm just happy we still know her. That's so funny. We all had this thought this episode. Because I also, halfway through the episode, was like, I-, I love Erica. And that's so funny. If I listen to like an episode of our podcast from like two years ago, I'd be like, I, we all hate her. We want her mm-hmm. off the show and we want her like in jail. I but, used like, to love her before all of this happened. I love uh, her more now than I've ever loved her before. Oh, Julia, famous for terrible takes. I also loved when um, her vocal warm up was absolutely the White Lotus. Theme. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that was recording of the show. That wasn't Julia doing that. We got that actually. <laughs> Dorit has to be a guest on the next White Lotus season, right? Yeah, she'd be perfect. She's every character on White Mm -hmm. Lotus. Speaking of Dorit, who, again, slams into the point by calling Crystal a child bride. She hates Crystal. Oh, like, Dorit, how how many times have people said... When you say certain things to certain groups of people from other ethnicities, they have different connotations. Mm-hmm. How many times have we had to have this conversation? Also, we posted it on our Instagram. Crystal's coconut water business, very successful. Beverly Beach by Dorit, not a website anymore. <laughs> Maybe Crystal had time to get married young and start this business. Like, ugh. Dorit's comment felt totally out of left field and it didn't, it felt like prepared and like it had nothing to do with what was going on. She was just looking for a reason to shit all over Crystal. I was actually taken aback by how hard she went in her talking head. I know. And then flash to next episode, we have to revisit her telling Garcelle, you really have to spell everything out for me. Again, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I love Erica and I can handle her all day. Dorit, I'm losing patience for 
Yeah. All right, Potomac. Um, another themed episode, Alex, Mothers and Daughters. Yes. Oh, love it. I love these thematic threads. Potomac is really creating the themes for their episodes because that's all we've really got. I did yep. like that <laughs> Candace's mother and daughter event ended with the most crucial point of any mother-daughter relationship, making your mom stand and watch the performance that you put together. <laughs> Uh-huh. I have to say, totally random. I think it's absolutely wild that Wendy is like, I'm going to corner a market that has not been touched. Podcasts where people are just chatting about topics. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be ageist when I say this, but I feel like she might be getting what she's paying for in terms of a producer. I'm a little bit worried about her, yes, ma'am producers that she's got the one who said that's a dumb idea saved her money right and then also 50 percent of nothing is the <laughs> same as a hundred percent of nothing so i think wendy needs to revisit her math on that now who would be the perfect co-host for wendy's podcast oh wait can we branch out of potomac you can branch out it could be anyone in the bravo verse okay JT from Southern Charm. JT. JT would just kiss her ass the entire time. <laughs> I would put Carol from New York City because they're both housewives who take themselves very seriously. And Carol is a journalist who had a ghostwriter on a book. Ooh. Julia, excellent. Or Shep. Drunk Shep. <laughs> no, like <laughs> he's proven he can't get paired well with anybody after all. He has the same politics as Wendy, though. Oh no! Ooh, they should host, they should have like an MSNBC show, Shep and Wendy. <laughs> um. Okay, the Robin and Candace talk. I love that we were like fourth wall. Who? Let's get down to brass tacks. Like mm -hmm. I loved. We're talking about them being on a show. And mm -hmm. it killed me because I feel like we had two arguments. And the first argument, Candace could have won, but she got distracted with the mm -hmm. second argument. And it's mm -hmm. like, Candace, no, that one doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because like ethically, in theory, we should all agree that there is a line that you shouldn't cross as a human just to, for it to be fodder on a TV show. Mm -hmm. But the line that she doesn't want to cross is like what these shows are like about. Right. It's about you showing everything. Also, uh, excuse me, Robin, you did sell out your husband. You just put it behind a Patreon paywall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, but that's the line. The line is like a, a, a financial line. I do really love Candace say, like when she comes into an argument saying like, I'm going to be quiet. Candace, who's just taking it all in, and then immediately loses her shit. It lasted uh -huh. two seconds. Yeah. Two seconds of that. Um, I'm worried about Potomac. We need something. Again, this should be like the crazy Ashley years. Mm -hmm. She should be going insane. She's, But there's nothing. I forget that she's on the show. You know who else I forgot was on the show? NECA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Swap. <laughs> I couldn't even think of anyone. <laughs> that was well played by Wendy not to show up to the mother-daughter brunch. Yeah. Excellent call. Mm -hmm. All right. Are we ready for Salt Lake City Reunion Part 3? <laughs> Never has there ever been a cast of housewives who are so united 
mm-hmm. as the women of Salt Lake City minus Monica. I'm truly worried for their season next year because I feel like they're such a sisterhood. I think it's temporary. Uh, never mind. I take that back. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Like we said, Whitney's going to cave. No, she will not because Monica was officially put on pause. <gasps> no, Monica. And we can, I mean, like, we've never seen somebody put the nail in the coffin. Maybe Lisa Rinna yelling, put me on pause, Andy. But Monica might as well have when Lisa and Heather are saying, well, production knew Monica was a troll. And Andy's like, no, she, no, they didn't. What are you talking about? And then Heather says, Monica says they are. And Monica looks at Andy and says, I said it my first round of interviews. Right there, she just ripped up her contract on stage. Mm-hmm. And we know she lies. Oh, totally. And that's like the thing with Monica. Like, I could get past all of her stuff. It's like her teenager just trying to get out of trouble, spitfire lies. Like, if she was reality Vontese and stuck to it, like, I could whatever get over that. But it's just like the random shit. Like, mm-hmm. it's not fun to watch. Um, I did have a theory, though. I wanted to say last week, but I was sick. I think Monica is used to getting a level 10 response to crazy shit Mm -hmm. she says because of her mom. And all of the Linda stories are level 10. I think the Linda stories are true. Mm -hmm. They are level 10 responses. She gets that. So when she Mm -hmm. shares regular information and she gets like a level three response, she needs to pepper something in there to make it a level 10 so she gets that reaction she's mm-hmm. used to. So, like, that extra seven points is the lie. But to her, like, it might as well be true. You know what I mean? Like, right. She's mm-hmm. just putting a cherry on top of the truth. Exactly. But the problem is, is she's all cherries at this point. What we solved, like, a two-season mystery was one of the Shaw Squad members working for the FBI. And the answer we get is... Kinda. Delusionally so, because Monica was working for the FBI. They just didn't hire her. When Monica said, the the FBI told me to go to Jen's house and type into her cameras and stalk her. Like, that's what I mean. Like, that's when I was like, Monica's done. And that was like 20 minutes before she said the crazy Andy shit. And then she says, how is that unbelievable? And Andy's response is simply because it doesn't make sense. Because it's stupid. (laughs) Again, like we said two seasons ago, it's the FBI. They don't need Instagram. Like, Mm -hmm. I love that Monica has the same weird lie of working for people for free. But then she says, (laughs) I needed to expose her because she wasn't paying us enough. Like, she can't. Like Julia said, she just throws things out there. And like Mm -hmm. when Alex is saying, like, is she getting confused? Like, oh, no, she doesn't. It doesn't even stick enough to be confused. You're right. It's just the cherry on top to get a reaction. Yeah, I can't believe Andy went so hard on Heather about the black eye stuff. I was really surprised about that. It's because she said it was production who gave me the black eye. I would be pissed if I was representing production. And we didn't know, like, there were lawyers involved, which makes total sense. But, like, mm-hmm. what killed me is Heather never said we were drunk. We kind of don't remember. I think we were horsing around in, like, a knee to the eye. Like, we never got context for the black eye. To this day, Heather's like, I don't remember how I got it. Jen and I are assuming it's Jen. We said at the time. That's what right. we knew what was no. happening. Um, and people online right now are like, what's the difference between Monica and Heather? They both lied. They both should be fired, which is like an unhinged response. 
I think the biggest difference between Monica and Heather, and I honestly think this is the detail that ultimately got Monica fired because housewives have come back from work. Yes. Is that Monica set up the security system for Jen and then kept the passcodes and watched Jen in her home and like documented everything she said. And that is a level of liability I wouldn't touch the 10 foot pole. Yeah. And I honestly think that's what Julia the the real the revelation that when we 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 cut back to the Snoop Dogg comment and I didn't even remember it when Monica says I don't brag about going on private jets to meet Snoop Dogg. And Lisa's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Because that conversation was had in Jen's house and Monica watched it on the TV, like mm-hmm. security camera. That's insane. And then she doubled down when Andy questioned her about it. She goes, no, those were my security cameras. I set them up. So of course I have right to watch them. And it's like, no, you do not have a right to bug someone's home. You need to be an officer of the law and have a court order for that. And even then, that's like a big deal. But Julia, to yes and you... Heather came on and said, I lied. I blamed production because I was scared and I didn't, I was in over my head and didn't know how to deal with it. I'm embarrassed. I'm humiliated. And I feel so bad. I am so sorry. Monica mm-hmm. does not say, you guys, I, I had blinders on. All I could think about was getting gin caught. I was obsessed. I did bizarre things. Looking back, I cringe. You guys got caught up in it, collateral damage. But all I could think about was getting gin arrested. I didn't care what it took and now I've met you guys and you know you are real people to me now. I'm so embarrassed. I hope you can learn to trust me. She didn't do that at all. She was like, why are you mad? Why are you mad? And there's 11 people behind the account. None of them are on Housewives. Also, (laughs) another nail in the Monica coffin is when Andy straight up said, well, do you even want to be friends with them or do you just want to be on TV? And she was like, Mm -hmm. I'm on TV, am I right? That's so funny, too, because like in the last episodes before the reunion, she clearly is like doing an arc of, well, I feel like I am finally being accepted by the group and I am accepting everyone. Like, so she could have easily played what you were just talking about, the role of like, well, I've, I'm reformed in this way. Yeah. I got to know everyone as I people. was blinded, but I've seen the light. Yeah. It was set up so mm-hmm. perfectly for then. Yeah. And the burn book was so bad relevant though the mean girls musicals out i have a theory a theory about what about which part a way to end this season okay was this also a part of monica's plan that this would happen that all this would be revealed that there would be a reunion where she is like in the spotlight where it's talking about this very thing that they talked about in the reunion did she know she was going to get caught was it like the arc that she had envisioned because she's been thinking about being a housewife for a long time i don't think she no. You don't think so? Because the only reason I think maybe is just the way that she acted. Well, one, during the entire reunion. And also, like, during the big confrontation scene. Like, I'm like, oh, she has played this out in her head. Like, this is how she's going to act, like, so cool about everything. I don't know. The only reason I say no way. I feel like if this is how she wanted us to know what would happen, she would have, like, alluded to it more. But she drops those little hints, like Elizabeth's saying, of things that only she heard. She's losing her job. Well, I like the idea of her being so short-sighted in the sense that, like, this was her plan, but she thought that this would, like, make her a mainstay housewife. And instead, it's like, well, obviously it wouldn't. 
<laughs> also, Alex, Reality Vontese is still up, and it was posting stories after she got exposed by the women. Hilarious. <laughs> like, it is still an active account. It's posting things like, OMG, Monica's behind this account. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give her credit. Well, overall, a great season. I am worried about next season, but there's no way they could have brought Monica back. I wanted her to come back before the reunion, and now it's like, what would we have So what had? will they do? Will they bring in a newbie? Will they newbie. lean on Mary? No more Mary. No more Mary. She does nothing. She doesn't like the women. She doesn't like yeah. hanging out with them. Like, it's too... I would just love to watch these four. Sorry, Angie. Um, but the main four just kind of like have their own season together. Throw Angie in there. I think Angie's a little uh, weirdo. Yeah. She's a funny addition. I know. She's great in the reunion. Yeah. Oh, she was great. I know. Didn't know she had it in her. Um, well, we're not going to cover Miami this week because we're recording a little early. Uh, but you guys ready for awards? Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. My Anna Marie 8.5 award, named after Beverly Hills housewife Anne Marie, who was awarded an 8.5 in everything by her husband. I give this to Anne-Marie, who picked a 10 for her room in Barcelona. Probably the only 10 she's ever gotten. So congratulations, Anne-Marie. Wow. All right, Alex, what's your award? My, the Karen and Giselle Award, also known as the Lisa and Whitney Award and the Lisa and Heather Award, goes (laughs) to Sutton and Erica for being two people that used to be at each other's throats, but are now getting along to a degree that is like, it's nice to see on a Bravo show. So congrats. I love Sun and Erica. Celebrating their Southern roots. Yeah. All right, Julia, what's your award? My housewife game award, the number one housewife game we've ever played, is the All of a Sutton award. Mm, this is tying in with my award. It's because Sutton wanted to talk about herself. She created a game that was only about her and it was my favorite housewife game we ever played it was better than the miami scavenger hunt for me honestly so. same i really liked it and i'm a game hainer right I now loved it. and i feel like i learned some sudden facts me anyway too. cool all right well no alex next week um it will just be me and julia but thank you guys so much for joining me Deuces. thank you elizabeth anytime you can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.